snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price this Saturday as we've yet to break towards 49,700 US dollars. Seeing a slight rejection today with our daily candle low at 45,971 with a high of 48,144. Because it's the weekend and this is when the cryptocurrency market is the most manipulated, I want to address what's happening on the four hour chart. Now that we're seeing this slight pullback, it is Bitcoin going to start heading towards this weekly open here at forty four thousand seven hundred to potentially test it for a second time, putting us below the major support of forty four thousand eight hundred? Or are we going to just continue to see this rally to forty nine thousand seven hundred and then potentially see a push down to this forty four thousand eight hundred dollar level? I want to talk about this today, but I don't expect Bitcoin to cross above forty nine thousand seven hundred just yet before first testing this level. I want to make that clear and understand this as well. If Bitcoin does come to test forty four thousand eight hundred or this weekly open here just below it and this level potentially breaks. I want to talk about why I'm expecting the thirty four thousand seven hundred and eighty eight dollar level to get tested at that point. And of course, if we monitor what's happening to altcoins during this sideways price action, the thesis that we've had over the last month is that Ethereum is just going to kind of float in this higher range while we see other altcoins like Cardano, for example, see breakouts. And that's exactly what we've been seeing. Ethereum also has yet to break from this channel resistance and has yet to test thirty four fifty four, which is kind of similar to Bitcoin's forty nine thousand seven hundred dollar level. Of course, if Bitcoin moves to forty nine thousand seven hundred, I think Ethereum will test thirty four fifty four. But there's still also a potential Ethereum could test thirty four fifty four and Bitcoin not get above forty nine thousand seven hundred. And I think that becomes highly likely with Bitcoin above forty four thousand eight hundred. If this Ethereum to Bitcoin chart stays above the sixty five thousand Satoshi level, of course, that means it's bullish. We could see the gas tank here get used with Bitcoin potentially seeing sideways price action and Ethereum seeing continued strength. These are all scenarios on the table, but these are scenarios that would occur if Bitcoin maintains forty four thousand eight hundred. So we're going to address the total cryptocurrency market cap chart, others dominance and Bitcoin dominance as well as we're starting to get hints as to where the direction of the trend is going. But let's just dive into this Bitcoin analysis. And because we're going to be seeing this weekly candle close, I do want to start on the weekly chart. We are above the 20 week moving average, which currently sits just below the forty four thousand eight hundred dollar level, right around that forty three thousand seven hundred dollar level where we have the weekly open. That's also why I believe that's a very significant support level to watch right now. And so with Bitcoin above the 20 week moving average, that's also allowing the total cryptocurrency market cap chart to stay above this 20 week moving average. And the question right now is with this new weekly candle opening, are we going to test this 20 week moving average or are we going to see a continuation of the upside to me with this total cryptocurrency market cap chart? It looks like we could see continuation of the upside with Bitcoin above the 20 week moving average. That's highly probable. But everything morphs from the smaller time frames into the larger time frames. I don't usually look at the three day chart, but I do want to address here that we are above all moving averages on the daily chart and now the or the three day chart and the 50 period moving average now is also showing confluence with the weekly open where we also have the 20 week moving average on the three day chart. So there's three points of confluence there. And then on the daily chart, 
Of course, there's not much to see here, but we do know the 200 day moving average is above 44,800 signifying this certainly is a critical support level for any sort of price action of the downside. We want to start to see buyers come in at this 200 day moving average just before 44,800 and then a wick to the weekly open to test that 20 week moving average at 43,700 would probably be the best case scenario to assume that Bitcoin is ready to go to 49,700. So how would that look on the four hour time frame? Well, we come down, we test this $44,800 level, which means we test the 200 day moving average and we see are the buyers going to come in here to then take us up to test 49,700. If that doesn't happen, well, we at least have this weekly open to watch. If we don't get pressure from the bulls at this weekly open at 43,700, this right here right now is going to be my line in the sand. It was at 41,950, but because we've already seen the impulse here to the resistance of this channel, I want to raise my line in the sand at this point in this pocket just at this weekly open at 43,700. Because what's going to end up happening here for those tuned into the Sniper's channel is this green line here is going to move up here tomorrow because this is always signifying the previous weekly open. And a lot of times, I've talked about this in the past. The whales will like to wait until the weekly candle closes and then they'll take the previous weeks open and use that as a level to test. And that's what the trick trap and frustrate crew typically does, because most traders that are new to the market are only focused on the current weekly open, not the previous weekly open. So I don't usually go two weeks back. I always do keep in mind, though, the previous weekly open, because especially on a Monday and then turn around Tuesday, it's always nice to have that previous weekly open on the charts. So that's always going to be on green if you guys are tuned in the snipers channel. So just realize this. If we come down at this point and we test this weekly open, let's just assume we're testing the weekly open. We could at any point here continue further up, but let's just assume we test the weekly open here at this point. For those that have short positions at this $47,500 level, or maybe you took a short on Ethereum at 3,300 like I talked about yesterday. Well, breaking this forty three thousand eight hundred dollar level, you're going to be very happy with that short position. If we see a bounce here, have that break even stop loss to exit the short, because now you don't need the hedge because coming back up towards these highs here at this forty seven thousand eight hundred dollar level from any sort of price action of the downside could signal the push to the upside. And, and I want to make this clear if forty nine thousand seven hundred breaks. I don't expect it to break before test at least. But if it breaks, then I do assume that we're starting a new impulse for Bitcoin to potentially start to get to the area where it could see new all time highs. But this forty nine thousand seven hundred dollar level is extremely critical. So here's really how it's going to look to keep it simple for those watching right now. This right here is a major resistance at forty nine thousand seven hundred. And this right here is the major support that we want to watch at this weekly open at forty three thousand eight hundred forty three thousand seven hundred US dollars, whatever you want to call it. So we've got this range here and that's what we want to monitor. If we move down, we need to keep that in mind. And so with that being said, Ethereum is starting to slow down. It's a leading indicator for altcoins. So yes, uh, Cardano has broken out. But expect a slowdown with Cardano because first goes Ethereum, then goes Cardano. And this is just how 
this market works. Those are the three most fundamentally sound projects. I would say BNB is also quite fundamentally sound. And then of course we've got Link and MakerDAO and stuff, but these are built on Ethereum. So, you know, we're talking infrastructure. We're talking the future of the internet here. So Cardano's already seen the move up. Ethereum is slowing down. Expect Cardano to potentially slow down here at some point because just like Ethereum right now, the price that we're currently sitting at is when Bitcoin was around that 64, 65, uh, you know, thousand dollar top back in May. But right now the Ethereum price is back to the same levels that it was at when Bitcoin was at that level. So a lot of people say, oh, altcoins always copy Bitcoin. No, not, not, not necessarily in altcoin season. And so uh, Cardano is also at that level where we're seeing the levels that we saw when Bitcoin was pretty much at these highs at 60,000. And so, you know, when we reach those types of levels, uh, we want to start looking for a potential lower high forming. Maybe, you know, we've got this high, maybe we see a lower high here form, um, you know, for us to see a higher high form. I don't know. I mean, that's likely for sure above 3454 for Ethereum. Uh, but with Bitcoin yet to get close to its previous all time highs, I think a lower high might be more probable at this point, at least for the short term. And so, uh, you know, for those that did take short positions, now you have the opportunity to keep that stop loss and break even. Um, I had my stop loss at three thousand three hundred and thirty three. It was funny because the Ethereum the US dollar perpetual contracts did hit, but the spot price never actually hit three thousand three hundred and thirty three it like three thousand three hundred and thirty. And so, was, you know, since I was on that trade, uh, I, you know, I, I decided not to get out on the trade. So I am still in that short position. Um, but, you know, that happens a lot of times. And that's the trick trap and frustration, especially because it was on a Friday evening, right, where the markets are the most manipulated. So funny story there. We look at Ethereum to Bitcoin. We stay above sixty five thousand Satoshis. Expect the continuation of altcoin season. I know we're tightening up in this range, but I'm not going to sit here and say this is a symmetrical triangle that's going to just eventually break out just because a lot of this is going to be turned around what happens to Bitcoin. And this is an extremely volatile chart like to see this Ethereum Bitcoin chart just do abnormal things is highly likely it's taking two extremely volatile assets and comparing them to each other. You know, it's not like taking it, uh, you know, an asset to compare against the US dollar where it's, you know, less of a volatility um, and then the total cryptocurrency market cap chart looking very good. I want to stay above this one point seven eight trillion dollar level keeps us above the 20 week moving average to expect continued upside here. We break this level is when I'd have concerns. Uh, but, you know, at this point, uh, any sort of downward or sideways price action that doesn't take Bitcoin below forty four thousand eight hundred assumes we're just seeing garden variety retests that are, you know, uh, keeping us still in this uh, uptrend. And so uh, things are looking good in the market. Others dominance showing more strength than Bitcoin dominance. And it looks like the trend right now is that Bitcoin dominance wants to come down. Not a surprise for those that have been tuned into the Cypress channel. So thank you guys for tuning into the Cypress channel today. I want to give away one of my favorite books on value investing principles by Ray Dalio. If you guys want to win a book, all comments are legible. And just remember to smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm so that we can get on our way to 100,000 subscribers on this channel. Vinicius Noyama de Lara says, I love this video different from the others, but in a good way, of course. Thanks for sharing some hedging strategies. As always, keep up the great work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. You know, um, 
like so far, you know, what we've done here on the Snipers channel over the last few months, for those that have been tuned in, um, is we've entered uh, spot positions in Ethereum at 1760 uh, and 1770. So I, I know a lot of our members and our students have, uh, you know, uh, shown me their uh, positions that they've entered at this level. So that's good. Uh, the majority of us have held those positions since we haven't seen uh, downside below the levels that we entered into. Uh, and, and, you know, with our positions right now that we entered here on spot, you know, in 80% plus profits, I now have a short position open at 33.15, which is cool because it feels good now to know that, you know, we at least saw this, you know, short-term rejection. So that's allowed me to at least put that break-even stop loss on my short position. Um, and so best case scenario for those that did take a leverage short position, but didn't sell their spot position because they didn't want to trigger long, you know, short-term capital gains, for example, and they wanted to just hedge a short position. And a lot of you guys were asking me about the ratios I was talking about yesterday when I said, you know, when you take a short position, you, you take one-tenth of your spot position. Uh, so uh, to, to clar clarify on that, uh, let's say you have a $10 million position that's on spot, and I'm just going to use that as an example. If you have a $10 million position on spot and you're up 80% on that $10 million position, that means you certainly got a million dollars of profits, which is house money that you can play with there, and you've got a ton, even more, you know, uh, of house money still in the position. If you were willing to take a million of that and take a short at 35 or 3300 on Ethereum, you know, you, with a 10x leverage, now you're taking a 10 million dollar short, only risking one million dollars. You still have your nine million dollars from 1770 inside of your spot position. And then let's say you put your stop loss at liquidation for the trade, right? A lot of people like to do that with uh, perpetuals. So let's say you are willing to lose the $1 million and the worst case scenario happens where Ethereum shoots up, your $1 million gets liquidated, but then you gain another couple million because you still have 9 million inside the position. And guess what? That gave you the opportunity to adjust your risk on the investment when we hit this level, because let's say we see this downside scenario play out. Now you've got $10 million position and all those profits come back into your pocket. You make a couple million just on this move to the downside and then you've still got the 9 million here. So that's what I mean by you, you cut a piece of your position to hedge and you do that if you're a long-term investor in the market, but you want to take advantage of the short-term fluctuations. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's analysis. Hope the clarification also, uh, you know, assisted some of you guys that were asking questions about understanding the uh, allocation aspect to it. And with that, it's a Saturday. I'm going to, I believe, head out to Tampa and uh, see Tom Brady, actually, quarterback of the Buccaneers. Uh, Great, great team. Uh, I can't wait to go out there and, uh, you know, at least enjoy my weekend after uh, such a hectic uh, day of trading. To be honest with you, it was really hectic for me over the last 40 hours because that stop loss at 3,333 really tested my patience. I mean, look at this. What happened here? It was insane. Ethereum, it went up. Check this out. So it came up here, the daily open. It moved up, so the stop loss for the short here was at 3,333. It was right here. 
the day opened with a high of 33.27. So I'm sitting there looking at the position. I'm like, okay, like I'm fine with this going to liquidation, right? But I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here and, uh, you know, I know this is my stop loss. I don't want to see the price get there. And it made me wait all this time, hours and hours and hours. And then we come up and then look, this candle high, 33.23. I'm like, oh my God. And then it comes back down. And then out of nowhere, look what happens. Trick, trap, and frustrate crew. This is what I'm talking about. That's why you want to monitor your trades, especially on the weekend, or at least have those stop loss timeouts. Look what they did at the last minute. Remember, my stop loss was sitting here at 3,333, right? So we're talking literally just above this level right here. Spot price didn't hit it, by the way. Only perpetuals hit it, but that always happens because that's what they do. They, they clear the stops it's called stop hunting so this is a minute a one minute chart look out of nowhere last minute so i'm sitting here i've already known that we, we got close and we keep getting close i'm like all right we're good we're good we're good no we're not good okay we're good no we're not good and then out of nowhere oh my gosh stop hits on the perpetual contract I'm like wait what spot didn't hit you know the short and then bam trick trap and frustrate crew comes in funny stuff right I'd love to hear some of your guys' stories. I don't know. I, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing that one. And with that, my dog's barking, which means i got to wrap this video up. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Until next time, snipers.